Today, nothing else matters. As long as those beside you and those behind you know that you got their back. Who got my back? I got your back. Who got my back? I got your back. Who got my back? I got your back. Who got my back? We 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 got your back. Who got my back? Who got my back? We got your back. Who got my back? We got your back. Who got our back? We got your back. Who has my back? Hey, fantasy, session. we talking touchdowns, receptions, yeah. interceptions yeah. They got a band to kicker, we need that correction yeah. Talking mouth, yeah. we flexing, yeah. how many of y'all you collect? Yeah. We trying to get that yeah. winning record Hey, Jabbar great. Jabbar skin is look grady right there. <laughs> He's recording from his Android today, guys. Just bear with us. All right. Um, uh, welcome to another episode of Fantasy In Session. The podcast today is September the 24th, and uh, the Hot Boys is back in town. Wherever you listen to this set, make sure you subscribe. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend to go and tell another friend to subscribe, like, leave a review, comment, all that good jazz. Um, What's going on, bros? Hey, Thursday night, CMC went down. Let's just start there. How about that? Uh, yeah, man. Here we go again. Here we go again, bro. Like, he bro. walked off the field, though. That was the craziest part about that whole transaction. Yeah, yeah but they, he got rolled out almost immediately, bro. So well, that, that's how you, that's like what kind of let me know that was going to be a multi-week absence. Then they said it was a hamstring. So, I mean, that pretty much ensures he's going to be out for multiple weeks, but... You know, as long as he avoids the IR, and if it's just like one or two weeks, I can we can make it one or two weeks without CMC. You know what I mean? But it's a, it's a long season. It's linger though. It ain't go just. I hope. I hope they don't bring him back too soon because that's what happened last year. He came back, beast it in his one game back, and then left again. So it's crazy, bro. Um, I think this ensures like that he's not gonna be one on one no more, bro. Like I don't think you can spend a one on one on a guy that. It's, it's two years in a row now where he's missing multiple games, bro. Like, I hate to call people injury prone, but I mean, if you keep giving him that type of workload, bro, it's, it's gonna be hard for him to stay healthy for all season. So, but he, ain't it sucks. he ain't even getting it the last two he years. Was. Yeah, he was. He was. That's it's almost like that's what, um, Dalvin Cook was like, quote unquote. That's how that's why Dalvin Cook not one on one when he should be getting drafted one on one clearly now, you know what I mean. Yeah, he hasn't been hurting over the last couple of years. CMC. I mean, right. he's speaking always of, speaking of him, right. he got practice today. So right. yeah, but they said, but they said, but they, but they, they've they been said that they are just treating it lightly. He gonna play. They said they the only two that need to win. <laughs> Maybe shit. You missed right. Friday practice, bro. I'm not. You're not guaranteed to play. I don't think. Unless you Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins like the only one that can go in be a game time decision and play every freaking game. He's missed two games in eight years, so. I think I feel comfortable about him. But. It's a game time decision. We'll see. 
We'll see. I mean, so how y'all feel about the uh, how y'all feel about the uh, the handcuff situation? Y'all, y'all shooting for Chuba or Royce? Chuba Hubbard. Chuba, right? Yeah. He looked better than Royce last. He looked better. Neither of them looked great. Right. He doesn't look great. Oh, Chuba got the opportunity. That, Chuba got the opportunity, so he's, he's gonna be the guy out there. Then the O line is missing a lot of blocks. Uh, once CMC uh, went out, you can just you've seen it more often. I don't know if they was doing it when CMC was in, but he just so good, <laughs> you know. Yeah. What I'm saying he's getting around him for. But once he went out, you can tell when they when they were missing blocks, that wide open person was making that tackle instead of missing. Facts. Uh, who else? What other news came out? Uh, Josh Gordon. Well, is back in the well, NFL. Hold on. Before mm-hmm. before before we get that, like so, we have Sam Darnold, well, second three hundred yard game in th- three games so far, and he's only had three, I think, or second three hundred yard game in three games, mm-hmm. right? No, 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 no. So I was just saying about two rushing touchdowns. That's what I. That's what he yeah, got two, rush, but he had the two rushing Whew. touchdowns too. But he's only had like I think three three hundred yard passing games his whole career with the Jets. So mm-hmm. the post Adam Gase bump Israel like this confirms everybody knew it, but this pretty much confirmed it. So it's good to see him finally, you know, putting together. Well, he, he started out the year putting together some pretty good games. And, so and, that's good to hear. And we need to give an uptick to the to the wide receivers. Somebody's going to get them receptions. I I got a funny feeling it's going to be Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall. He been Donald been targeting him a lot, but uh, once CMC went out a lot. Uh, it was a lot of targets to be had. As you see, Robbie Anderson was useful last year. He's not really useful this year when CMC was there. So you got to watch that situation. One of those two wide receivers are going to be startable each week now with uh, CMC out. Probably not going to be Robbie. <laughs> Probably not going to be Robbie. Uh, that's, that's a like hell no for me. I said it's going to be Man, Terrence I said Mike Clay. Mike Clay had a tweet yesterday. He was like, uh, "He's uh, Sam Darnold's not targeting Robbie because he reminds him too much of the Jets and he has PTSD that <laughs> Adam Gacy's going to jump out. <laughs> like, nah, bro. So that shit was hilarious, man. DJ Moore is so good. But, but nah, again, Moore, I, I, finally I, I, breaking I, out, man. Terrence Marshall's going to get those receptions, not Robbie Anderson. I'm saying it's receptions. Yeah, yeah. I, that's how I would go with, too. Because he was already playing in front of uh, Robbie, like, not yeah. maybe like all the snaps, but they were kind of splitting when they were in two wide receiver sets. It was between uh, Terrence Terrence Marshall and Robbie. So he was already like kind of creeping up and he's a rookie. So I feel like that's just the snaps is going to increase as the season goes on. But I mean, that's the good, that's good and all the second receiving option. But DJ Moore, bro, like the breakout oh, he, is he, finally here. He's right. truly here, bro. He had a great game, no touchdown, but he he got he, he got missed on a long touchdown bomb. So he could have had an even better game. But it's great to see him finally being hyper-targeted and being used as a, a true alpha wide receiver one that a lot of people thought he was over the years. So that's great to hear. On he was going side, really low this year. He was going really low in the offseason, too. You could have exactly, got him. Because, I mean, it was the touchdowns, but he wasn't scoring a lot of touchdowns. He was getting putting up yards like that, but it wasn't consistent, and he wasn't scoring touchdowns. So, that's I mean, like I said, it's finally – Good to see him being used like he should be used. Right. And then on the other side, Brandon Cooks, man, he showed everybody that he truly is QB proof. He had a monster game also, mm-hmm. hyper-targeted. I think it was that one drive in the fourth quarter where he literally got like six targets in one and, drive. Like, and everybody, going back to him, bro. everybody's always so. talk, talking about, you know, like a uh, bad quarterback, bad situation. But if the other team is going to get up by double digits, 
the NFL. They're just going to play a shit out and keep everything in front of you. So somebody's going to get some reception. He's going to eat regardless anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep. don't be worried about that guy. Fire him up. As wide receiver three or a flex play, he is eating for you right now. Man. I got to see him first. Um, any other news we missed? Uh, nope. All right, man. Let's get. Oh, we need to do a uh, eight second moment of silence. Can we please get a moment of silence? And we back. And we back. It's week three. And week three. Oh, my bad. Don't forget to uh, visit the website. Check out all the new content, uh, video content. We drop this on the website. Mm-hmm. Information you need, check it out. Visit the website. It's all. All right. that. Whatever Javar said. Anyway, Trey Sermon to the moon. I do like Trey Sermon. To the moon. Finally. We're going to find out. Finally, bro. Hopefully hopefully they use him, bro. Because I I was talking to my brother the other day, bro. I felt so bad for Trey Sermon, bro. Like, he he got shit on so far through his first two games, bro. So, he gets beat out by Mitchell, right? He gets beat out by Mitchell, right? Raheem Mostert gets hurt. And so, everybody's like, okay, well, maybe the second game, you know, he'd probably be involved more. (laughs) He, He was getting shit on the second game, too, bro. And it took for every other running back for him to get in the for every other running back to get hurt for him to get in the game. <laughs> yeah, his crazy. first carry, his first professional carry, bro, he gets lit the fuck up, bro. And he comes out with a concussion, bro. I'm not laughing at the injury, bro. That shit is just like so alright, right. bro. Just, damn, bro. I hope I, I hope he can turn it around, bro. But that's not a good start to your career, bro. <laughs> not at all. I was yeah, like, yeah, God yeah, bro. damn, bro. You finally get a carry. He just gets lit up, bro. I mean, I but if he come through and, and become a good player, that's that's a, that's some. Are that's you going to start him? Great turnaround. That's crazy. Uh, if Mitchell's out, I feel like he definitely is a starter. Right. We'll get to that, you know, on the game later on. But, I mean, I think I'm fine starting him because they just don't have nobody else, bro. Like, And they're right heavy team. That Jaquise. Jacquees, dude, but yeah, I think he's a good start if if Mitchell's gonna be out. Well, let's get into the show then. Uh, if you had, if you don't hear your game on this episode, then go to the previous episode to hear your game. Uh, we'll start at Cincinnati at the Pittsburgh Steelers with the Steelers three and a, three point favorites with a forty three and a half point over under. Uh, we got Joe Burrow tied for leading them, uh, tied for. Second in the league with sacks, been sacked nine times. Y'all, they're getting lit up. Um, how do you feel about Joe Burrow this year? This, this uh, week, man, that old line struggling, as you mentioned, nine times. Four of those was last week. Burrow will probably be running for his life again this week against the Steelers. I, I don't know if TJ White is going to be playing, but he possibly could be playing, so that's even worse. Um, the Steelers have allowed quarterbacks to score at least 20 points per game. He is a safe to be viewed as a mid to backhand quarterback too this week. His matchup gets easier after week three, though. Uh, moving on to Mixon, he's dominating around 80% of the snaps. Uh, even though he's going against a team, a tough defensive team, he hasn't done well against in the past. He's still for sure starter because of the volume. Uh, it's tough to sit Mixon. But you, 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 I mean, you're not going to sit mixing against the Steelers defense that have yet to allow a touchdown and averaging 85 yards per game to running back. Mixing is a mere running back two against this defense that only allowed nine fantasy points to running back per game. So basically, you're hoping for mixing to get it in a, um, a touchdown for you this weekend. 
So uh, just a temper expectations with that struggling O-line. Moving on to the wide receivers, the Steelers defense have given up 28 points, total points to the wide receiver group and 10 yards per completion. So this might be where uh, you can eat. T. Higgs is battling a shoulder injury. I hear he may be doubtful. He's leading this past every team with 15 targets and have scored in every game. So if he's playing, he's a for sure starter, but it doesn't sound like it. So you can know, and if you can go ahead and feel happy about Boyd, he's second on the team at targets with 13. It's a safety blanket in a slot, but it's limited um, with this upside due his due to his a die. He's playing in slot, running short route, so his ceiling is is limited. So he's best viewed as a flex play. But if T Higgins don't play, you can bump him up to a, a higher end wide receiver three. As far as uh, the rook chase is third in the team at targets and is the big play guy on the team. Big games won't always come. So um, when T. Higgs come back, we, we have to monitor that. Monitor that. Well, you drafted him. He should be a flex place. So he can't really lose you weeks. But um, he's going to be volatile some weeks. But this week, I got him up there with Boyd, a little higher, a wide receiver too. And um, yeah, that's that's where I got this team. Anything? Before you, get, before you go to the Steelers, um, we did get a question. So, me personally, it depends on your running back situation. If you are weak at running back, then I feel like that's a great offer to take because Michael Pittman is the wide receiver one out there. Had a good game in week two, so I just think he's going to keep getting better as the season goes on. But if your if your running back situation is great already, then I probably wouldn't do that. But it's I, mean, I feel like everybody needs another running back. So I mean, I feel like I would take that. Yeah. It's not because I don't feel like the difference between Michael Pittman and Brandon Cooks is going to be too much of a difference. And I feel like it is. Michael, I mean, it's a down. It is a downgrade, but you're getting Gibson. Though. But you're getting Gibson, too. I'm saying it's exactly. enough of a difference for you to be like, you know, what I'm saying feel like you have to hold on to Cooks. It depends and on, like you said, what your running back this situation is. Crazy. is. You might have to take this the lowest you ever going to be able to get Gibson. I, I don't know. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll take that. <laughs> that also. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's hard to deny that even what's going on with Cooks. But, yeah. If you really need a running back three for sure, I, I take that start Gibson there a game where you starting Cooks and then Michael Pittman on your bench. Make sure you subscribe. Appreciate it. And you. Uh, one real quick too, man. Uh, I know you said Mixon is more like a RB two this week. I'm still viewing him as RB one. I know the matchup is tough, but he's averaging 28 opportunities per game through two weeks. So I just think the volume should keep him in that low end RB one range for me. So. That's how I, I'm, I'm viewing them. Yeah, the volume is there. As I say, you got to start them. It's just that still a defense has been tough against running backs right now. Yeah. So I'm trying to mm. come towards the middle end with it, you know. So I still, you know, you still got an opportunity. If you don't score no touchdown, he's going to be a, a running back, two back end guy. But if you get that touchdown, yeah, he in there for sure. Well, I got him at 15. I like it. Ooh. All right, moving on. I'm on to something new this week. To the big Ben, man, it's it's getting ugly for this guy, man. He might he should ret- retire just to save face. Um, he's a high end <laughs> quarterback three at this point. The O line is horrible. Face down, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying, like <laughs> him and Matt Ryan, you're on the team. You know, you're not the most mobile guy. You're on the team with no O line, bro. Like, well, stop capping on Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan just hurdled somebody. Looks washed. Looks Did you washed. not see Matt Ryan hurdle somebody? All right, moving on. The O line is horrible, and Big Ben is not the most. What well, this? 
another cut in. I still take it. I still take it, bro. Yeah, I still take it. I definitely take unless it. Unless your wide receiver, unless this will leave your wide receivers just depleted, bro. I still take it, bro. Because I like Gibson as your RB three over Hunt. I think he's going to be more consistent. All right, and you and, can and you can trade Hunt. Somebody would take Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> and Drake for another no, wide no, receiver. No, 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 no. Somebody will take time. Put them together for another wide receiver for somebody who need running backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got it. All right. All right, James. Let me get through with my tape. Hey, now I'm just playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Big Ben O-line is struggling, and he's not the most mobile guy until things change. Big Ben should not be a star in, your, in anybody's leagues. On the Harris. Harris, uh, the O-line is terrible, but he has been consistently used. And he's been hit at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage on run plays. So luckily, he's been targeted eight times through two games to kind of, you know, boost his stock a little bit. His pass usage will allow him to post running back two numbers, even against the Bengals defense that has held Monty and David Cook to 95 total rushing yards together in the first two games. Um, that's that's where I'm at on Harris. You got to keep firing him out there, man. He's going to come through eventually and start against some type of touchdowns, man, for real, for real. Did you see that joint where they said that um, his friend called him and told him he didn't get enough fantasy points and he hung up on him? Hung up on his ass? <laughs> Hell yeah. Shut up, bro. Like, bro, come on, man. <laughs> he has b- bigger things to worry about. But right. I would probably would have been that. I probably would have been that friend, too. I ain't going to lie. Nah, for real. <laughs> like, hey, bro, you got to jump over the line of scrimmage, bro. Like, you can't just be running into your damn offensive lineman, bro. Right, right, right. Get them right. Just <laughs> Get them right. What everybody used to do, just say, I'll buy your Roly if I get a thousand yards this year. I'll buy all y'all. Yes, Getting them boys right. All right, moving up to the wide receivers. The Bengals defense have allowed 26.7 fantasy points total to the wide receiver group and 31 receptions through two games. So it's receptions to be had in this game for these boys. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty fun game if you got some receivers in this game. Um, Deontay Johnson doesn't look like he's going to play, and he was looking like a great play starting out the block. So on the juju, who has he's been out. Around, he already rolled out. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. out. Yep. So moving on, Juju, who's been getting around eight targets per game, you can boost this stock. You, you're going to start Juju. Um, he's only after ten yards per catch, which limited his upsides, but maybe not because the Big Ben cannot throw that far, and O line won't allow him. So Juju is a wide receiver. Uh, up front end wide receiver three with two upside because he may get a touchdown. Claypool has been targeted around seven times per game, but only catching under half his targets. And he's mainly the deep third guy. You know, if you got a high A dot, you're most likely not going to catch a high percentage of passes. And it's not good when your quarterback arm and O-line is not helping him. So um, as far as this week, I like Claypool. He should be more involved. Um, with his big play ability, I like him more as a wide receiver too, a little bit higher than Juju. And uh, like of course, it. of course, no tight ends on either of these teams. So, uh, keep an eye out for that Pat f- f- First Muff. I don't know how to say his Fire, name. Fire Muff. Yeah, yeah Fire Muff. Fire. Fire. I mean, yeah, yeah. Pat F. Pat F. Pat, Pat F. But he, um, but he, uh, he's taking over a lot of the snaps away from uh, Eric Ebron, so he could be one of those tight ends that that look good toward the end of the year, especially with uh, Big Ben not throwing the ball deep. And so, if he's a better tight end than Eric Ebron because he's seeing the field more by the end of the year, that he could be one of those sneaky uh, waiver wire picks. 
just in case my fellow Cole. Uh, I mean, I mean, you, it's ugly out there in the tight end world. So you know, I can't get mad at anybody for throwing a dart at a tight end out there if you see some yeah. great in them. So yeah, another one that I like is Dawson Knox. We'll talk about that though. I want to say he caught a touchdown last week, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot the banner at the bottom the whole time. Now we on. Now we on to the next game. What we got going up? Uh, we got Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans with a five-point Tennessee Titan over under 48. Uh, Ryan Tannehill tied with uh, Joe Burrow with nine in sacks going up against uh, middle-of-the-road Colts defense who have allowed 255 yards through the air uh, week two, uh, giving up the ninth most fantasy points to the quarterback position after a down week one um he ended up week two with 347 yards but he didn't have no touchdown they robbed my boy julio from the touchdown and uh so that would if that would if he would have got that touchdown everybody would have loved it um so i do think people who are scared of ryan Tannehill. what happened you had julio against me last week <laughs> oh i know fuck you hey man hey <laughs> if, if, yeah tyson too bro that's crazy yeah bro. that's so crazy so crazy Thank if, you, um, if um so if, if he would have got that touchdown, I think we would be looking at Ryan Tannehill a lot differently. So I think people that are scared off Ryan Tannehill, I don't think we should be. I think you can still fire him up, especially with 48 point over under. Uh Derrick Henry the King came back 41 touches, 237 yards, three touchdowns. And the, the biggest thing that I want to talk about Derrick Henry was that he had six receptions for 55 yards. <laughs> Um, the Colts are allowing 125 yards per game. Of course, you're going to start Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, and Julio Jones. I already mentioned Julio Jones. He came back last week uh, with a big week, six catches for 128 yards. He got robbed with the touchdown, like I mentioned. Um, but everybody want to mention AJ Brown. He has over underwhelmed over the first two weeks, but he has had 17 targets. Uh, he caught seven of them for 92 yards and a touchdown. AJ being targeted on 20% of his routes run, and he's run four more routes than Julio. Julio still being targeted 19% of the time. So I think you can still follow um, the volume on AJ Brown. Eventually, the regression to come. You know what I mean? I think now, if he doesn't do nothing this week, now we might have to be a little bit scared. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, he's getting targets, right? I mean, he's getting targets, right? I mean, targets just, but I'm saying you got to produce weird drops that he's never, yeah. like, he doesn't usually drop those, bro. So yeah, I'm not worried about him at all. They both have pretty good matchups this week. So I think you can fire both of them up out there. Uh, Fisker was hurt last week and didn't play. Uh, McCole Pruitt, I think that's how you say it, caught three of his uh, three targets uh, for 43 yards. That's something else, another one of those tight ends to monitor. Uh, Fisker still be out. We know that uh, Tennessee likes to target their tight ends. So, you know what I'm saying, toward the end of the year, those waiver wire picks, that's that's where you win at. That's where you win fantasy at, uh, being a week early, not a week late. On to the other side of the ball, let's – we got Carson Wentz. He's still dealing with the ankle problem. I think he practiced though. Right. Um, so he might he might be out there. Do y'all feel comfortable starting him? He's fighting he... for his career. I don't. I mean, I feel more comfortable with him out there than the other options because him with two sprained ankles is better than Eason and Huntley, I think is yeah. It's, it was the other it was some other uh quarterback that was getting snaps out there. So yeah, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable starting him, but as far as like the other skilled players out there, I feel more comfortable with Wentz, of course, and everybody else. Jonathan Taylor still has yet to find the end zone, uh, while being the second in the league with rushing attempts inside the red zone with 12. Uh JT has had eight targets uh this year, uh coming seven of those coming in week one. Uh Hines had eight targets. Um, but only 
two of those coming last week and he had two carries so the running game was really iffy so i don't know how you can roll Naheem Hines out there confidently when the Titans are giving up 106 yards on the ground a game. Um, only 16.5 points to the running back position game. Of course, you're going to start Jonathan Taylor, but I think you got to sit Hines. Uh, we spoke on M- Michael Pittman Jr. earlier. He broke out last week with the 12 target game, caught eight of them for 123 yards. Uh, he has ran most of his routes. He has ran most of the routes on the team and has been targeted only 16% of the time, though, so that is scary. Zach Pascal has ran three routes less than Pittman and only been targeted 12% of the time. Um, the Titans are graded the 21st team in coverage, according to the NFL, according to PFF and NFL, and they have given up the most points to the wide receiver position. So I do think this would be a good week for Pittman, especially um, – I forgot your name, but uh, – Especially this week, I think Pittman is going to uh, do a good against the Titans, and I think they're both flex plays. Of course, Zach Pascal, mm-hmm. man, he's just finding the red zone. He's finding the end zone, so I think you can just fire him up out there now. I still don't feel comfortable starting Pascal, to be honest. No? He's getting off touchdowns, bro. You, you know how we feel about touchdowns, bro. Like, just, just too fickle. So if he doesn't get yeah. them, then you're, you're going to be disappointed in his day. That's um, true, but Michael Pittman. Yeah. Well, I gotta yeah, start. I gotta. Pittman. I gotta start. I gotta start Zach Pascal. So I was hoping oh, yeah, you said some kind words. He's crying on the inside. He can. He can. He can. He can keep it going, bro. Score another touchdown, but you know regression gonna hit eventually. Eventually. J- Jack Doyle, twelve targets, eight of those coming in week one. Um, he has been targeted on twenty-one percent of his route, so that's more than the wide receivers. Uh, he will be going up against Rashad Evans, who's allowed an 86% catch rate. So I do think he's a startable uh, tight end this week. Uh, that's all I've got. Y'all ain't fucking with Jack Doyle? No. Uh, not really. Yeah, it just depends on who you have, I guess. Okay. But I feel like you, you have other options that I would probably want to start over him. He's streaming. Um, yeah, I guess if you – I mean, if it's, it just depends on your other options. And it's good to see him involved like that. Eight, I mean, eight targets week one. Like, that's that's pretty good from the tight end. I did want to touch on quarterbacks. Um, I know Tannehill has been struggling, and if you don't have any other options, then, yeah, that's fine to roll them out there. But say you were able to pick up, like, a Daniel Jones or a Justin Fields, how would you feel about Probably, probably even Tyler Hiskey, uh, Heineken. I would start him over Heineken. Hmm. But Daniel Jones and Justin Damn. Fields, they – I think I might start both of them over him this oh, week. Oh, yeah, though. facts. Just because uh, of the Russian floor. And for sure, Justin I, I mean, Fields. Just, I'm not just sure. starting anybody over him, but the matchup is good, or they have that Konami code upside, and I'm going to find starting those two over him. I understand how you you know how somebody would start, would start 10, still start 10 hit on Daniel Jones, but if you got Fields on, on your bench, you need to start him, especially over I still yeah. got Ryan Tannehill above them. Carlos got uh, them above Ryan Tannehill. We can't look at yours, Javar. <laughs> on to the <laughs> next, on to the next game. We got the New York Giant, the New York Jets at the Broncos. The Broncos ten and a half point favorites with an over under forty two. Oh no, Broncos, 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 right? Sorry. Yeah. Zach yeah. Wilson, uh, Denver only giving up 5.5 yards per pass attempt. It's going to be another ugly day for Zach Wilson out there, I believe. How do you feel, Lewis? I completely agree. Um, not only is it a horrible matchup, 
with them allowing seven fewest points to quarterbacks. Um, even if it was a good matchup, I still wouldn't feel safe starting for him because he pretty much did nothing week one for three quarters. Like he had a, he finally, you know, made it to where he was okay in that fourth quarter by getting two touchdowns to Corey Davis. But then he had a disaster last week against the Patriots. Um, through two weeks, he's 31st in passing grade, fourth in turnover worthy play percentage, and eighth in pressure to sack rate. Um, so he's he's just he's struggling out there, man. But he is a rookie, so you know we have to be patient with these rookies. But with that being said, I'm going to leave him on the bench until I see him, you know, do better in these games, bro. Because he really hasn't shown much through two weeks, and he's not really he's not doing nothing with his legs either. So yeah, he's really not oh. startable right now. Um. Teddy Bridgewater, on the other side, he is a star for me. He's one of the top streamer options this week. That wasn't a pause either. I said, he's not doing that with his legs, but chill the fuck out, bro. God damn. I wasn't going to let it slide. And I see Jamar up here. God damn. I'm laughing at him. I'm laughing at him. I'm laughing at him. He has to pause any goddamn, bro. No, bro. It needs to be a pause. It wasn't a pause worthy moment. No, no, say no. He's not doing that with his legs, bro. He's just under 600 yards, passing four touchdowns and no interceptions and averaging just over 20 points a game. So I would like to see him with more end zone throws. He only has one so far through two weeks, but he's been really efficient so far. And I like the matchup this week against the Jets. So he is in the streaming conversation or a QB2. Um, as far as the running backs go, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon are starts for me. It seems like it's a true split out there. They're both averaging 14 and a half opportunities per game. But Javante does look better so far. Mm-hmm. He's averaging more yards at the contact and mm-hmm. avoiding more tackles per attempt. So I still like him better on the but as long as they're both being used like this, uh, I like them both as like uh, flex plays this week. And I think they'll have a good game because I'm personally am a huge fan of running backs who are home favorites. With them being 10 and a half point home favorites, uh, I think they both should see a lot of work. And the Jets are allowing the ninth most points to running backs. So everything matches up perfectly for them to have a great game. And hopefully we see Javante Williams finally have like that breakout game that we are like are waiting for for him. Hopefully I can sell Melvin Gordon first before that happens, but anyway. Um, Receiver-wise for Denver, I'm starting Cortland Sutton. Um, he's a smash start every week now. Right. Um, we okay. saw him look yeah. back to that classic, that 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 prime Cortland Sutton that broke out a couple years ago. Uh, nine catches on 12. Damn, so it's um, almost like you would trade him for Eckler. What? I mean, I'm you know, I mean, I feel like I, I would want the running back in that situation. Right, but it just depends on team makeup, like so. Oh, so like you um, wouldn't want to set in that, like if you're weak at running back and you have some receivers to spare. I know I'm yeah. talking about like, but like, do you like you? How do you feel personally? Oh, would I trade Cortland Sutton? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm asking oh, oh, Lowe's. I'm, I'm asking Lowe's. I'm asking I mean, Lowe's. It's, it's team makeup, like in a vacuum. You yeah, I think I would on rather, your team? I think I would how do you feel? 
Well, how does the rest of my team look? Is my receivers looking bad? Or they look- you know your team. I don't know. Oh, you trying to offer me, Corlin? So you talking about family yes. matters? No, bro. yes. No, I, I wouldn't do it, bro. I wouldn't do it, and that's the case because I got receivers out there, bro. Before you start, just tell me you was trying to offer me the trade, bro. You over speaking? I did. I said. I said you. You said, "How do you feel? Would you do that?" I'm like, bro. It depends on how my team looking, like, bro. If you would have said it's in family matters, then yeah. Okay. Should I trade Kamar <laughs> for Kelsey and Mike Davis for PPR Tim and the? My other running backs are nah, Najee Harris bro, really, really, Like I say, my other ribs are Najee and Mixon. My other ribs. <laughs> That's hilarious. They are like my ribs. Those those right, two right, right, be, right. those two running backs will be my ribs. And Kamara is probably the biggest. Kamara is the biggest. Kamara is the biggest rib. So I would definitely not do that. And a do team you man trade Kamara for Kelsey right now? You know Kelsey. I don't gonna even care eat about Mike Kamara. Davis. That's just a bonus. Right, and you yeah, already got Najee Mixon. That. I, I might do it. Do what, what you got at tight end? I guess it depends on what you Kelsey already got. Kelsey is such a cheat code, bro. He's the yeah. wide receiver three, and he's a tight end right now. Dude, You're right. Two weeks, he's You're wide right. receiver three in points, bro. Yeah, I, I would do that with your other running backs. That's an easy yes for me. Right, appreciate um, you. It's full like, PPR, Any more questions, yeah. just hit us up, and we got you. Logan Thomas. Well, yeah, back to Corlin Sutton, bro, after Gabe's realized. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go Kelsey. <laughs> I'll go Kelsey. <laughs> I'll go Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, so <laughs> I have uh, – so he's been targeting on 23% of his route so far, ninth in yards per route run, and he's second um, behind Cooks in attending air yards per game, but he's really first because Cooks had that extra game. So the mm-hmm. matchup I'm, – I'm not even concerned about the matchup as long as he continues to see this volume. Um, so he's a smash start this week. Um, Noah Fant is also a start for me, 11th in routes ran. Um, among tight ends, tight end second, tied fourth, second in targets per route run, and eighth among tight ends who've ran at least 30 routes and yards per route run. So he's the clear second option as long as Jerry Judy is out. Mm-hmm. So um, he's a smash start. And his primary matchup this week is against Quincy William, who's graded out as a 47, and he's allowed a 100% catch rate through two games. Did y'all know that they have brothers playing defense out there? Quincy Williams and Quentin Williams? They're like twins? Oh, just a little... I don't, I don't think they're twins because one's uh, defensive end and then Quincy William plays linebacker. Oh, uh, that's like, yeah, yeah. I think who got your back? I got your back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all seen that commercial? Yes, gay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They got me hyped. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? My we already that talked might be about intro. Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, let me get my takeoff. Like, you said earlier. let me get my takeoff. Goddamn. Uh, we already talked about Je- uh, Zach Wilson. Jets running backs, it was great to see Carter lead the backfield in opportunities last week. But and he should be stashed, but I'm still leaving the running backs on the bench just mm-hmm. to see if he does take more of a control of that backfield. And the Broncos are pretty tough against the run. Well, really tough against the run so far. They're allowing the second fewest points to running backs. So um, just a wait and see for Carter and hell no for everybody else. Um, Braxton Berrios and Elijah Moore. There was, I got him down at sits. Berrios had 11 targets last week, and Crowder is looking doubtful, so look like he's going to miss his third straight uh, week. So Berrios is looking enticing as a play this week, but he has a horrible matchup against Bryce Callahan, who is allowing a 38% catch rate so far. So the, the targets look awesome, man. You know we want that volume, man, but he just I just don't think he's going to get the volume this week with against Callahan. I think the matchup was a little better for him last week. Um, Elijah Moore is also interesting since he saw more volume last week after running um, the second most routes in week one. 
but he's still a rookie man. He's still getting acclimated to the game speed. He's only he's only caught 42% of his targets so far this year. So I'm not trusting him just yet, but he's still a, a stash for me. And then the secondary receiving options on the Broncos side, I am going to sit. Also, um, Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler. With the Broncos as heavy favorites this week, I just don't think, and it's a low projected total, I just don't think they're going to need to pass the ball like that. So um, you can if you're desperate for a receiver because they do have pretty good matchups, but I just don't see them needing to throw the ball like that. So um, they're going to be a little volatile this week. And then a French start I got is Corey Davis. Through two weeks, he is second on the team in routes ran, but he was third on the team in target share last week behind Braxton Berrios and Elijah Moore. And so that might have been a case of Bill Belichick just taking out the top target, um, but it's hard to trust him after what he did last week. So um, matchup isn't horrible. So if you need a receiver, maybe like a flex play, you could probably get away with it. But I would like to wait and see um, more for Corey Davis this week. And Zach Wilson struggling out here. So, yeah, he's uh, he's just a French start for me. Proceed with caution with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, that's all I got. I'm looking at that Denver Broncos defense just like I'm looking at the uh, Patriots defense, especially for Zach Wilson. He's going to be out there seeing goes. Um, on to the next game. We have the Miami Dolphins at the Las Vegas Raiders, with the Raiders being four-point favorites with an over-under of 44. Uh, Derek Carter, number eight, running back on the year, tied for number one with attempts with 93. Uh, with an eight out of nine point five, that's eighth in the NFL. How you feel about uh Derek Carr? Man, he's on the <clears throat> He don't he don't care who defense is in the way. He's averaging two TDs per game, pass TDs two per game, with at least three hundred eighty yards. If uh, mm-hmm. he plays, so because he he's going through injuries, but um he may play. You, you still have tempered expectations against this Dolphin defense, but in two quarterback leagues, you can feel. Good starting him like um I might start Carr over Tannehill, you know the the way things are, are looking at the moment. Uh, he may have a higher ceiling, especially with Josh Jacobs being doubtful, or he's already been labeled out. No, I doubtful. think he's just still doubtful right now. So working on Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh Jacobs is doubtful. If he's out, they're really gonna have to lean on Carr a bit more, so they boost Carr's stock just a little bit more. But uh, if he's playing, he is a start this week as a running back, too. If he plays, the Dolphins are giving up five yards per carry. If he doesn't play, um, I'm still not starting Drake. Drake did not see a lot of rushes last week. They gave the ball to Peyton Barber. He received most of the uh, rushing work. So I'm just standing away from this backfield. Uh, Drake is still getting some targets out of the backfield, but it's not turning into much. So uh, there's no upside in this backfield if Josh Jacobs don't start. Um, moving on to the wide receivers. The Dolphins are giving up uh, over 10 yards per catch through two games. Henry Ruggs is the downfield threat in this offense. He will boom and bust <clears throat> most weeks. Uh, and But uh, he's best suited for a flex spot. Brian Edwards is not seeing enough targets. I would uh, sit him and hope for more targets. This week, Hunter Renfro has seen more targets than Ruggs and Edwards through two games, but he hasn't scored any touchdowns, and he has a low ceiling because he has a low A dot. Uh, he's a decent floor guy in your flex to get you eight to ten points. 
um, that's Hunter Renfro. He'll get those in your in your one of your flex spots. So if you know you need a solid 10 to 8 points, Hunter Renfro is a solid play in the flex. There's no upside there, unfortunately. Uh, I would rather start Henry Ruggs in your flex with the upside, and he still may get um, you the same amount of points as Hunter. I'm uh, hoping things turn around for my boy Brian Edwards. Waller is always a start out there, man. He's going to eat. He's a monster. He is the offense. Did I miss anything for the Raiders? So are you uh, starting nope. Henry Ruggs or are you not? In the flex, I, I, I don't mind Henry Ruggs in your flex or wide receiver three this week. Henry Ruggs or Tyler Boyd? Boyd. Boyd this week if, if yeah. Higgins is out. <clears throat> right. Uh, Henry Ruggs or OBJ? OBJ, OBJ. yep. All right, on to the next game. We got the Seattle. Oh, well, time out, my boy. On to the Dolphins. Good night. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, my turn, my turn, my turn. All right, all right, right. All right we got uh, Jacoby Brissett coming in. We all got them Shakespeare over this motherfucker. We already know Tua is out. My boy Tua hurt with some rib injury, so. Uh, Jacoby Brissett should start. He threw 169 yards and completed 24 of 40 of his passes when he came in last week, but he saw pressure on 28 of those 40 passes. This O-line is not looking too good, plus the Raiders are only giving us 16 points per game. Sit the guy, Miles Gaskins, has been limited and averaging 12 touches per game. This is ugly. He is is averaging five yards per carry, though, but have yet to go over 10 carries in a game. But on the bright side, he is running – he has ran 40 receiving routes out the backfield. And uh, with Tua out, they may lean on him a bit more in the running game to help Jacoby out. Plus, the Raiders are allowing a total of 20, 20 fantasy points to the running back position. This week, he should put up running back two numbers for you, man. All right, here we go. Fuller is back, but um, there's limited upside. There was limited upside with Tua. So there is, of course, a limited upside with Brissett out there. Parker and Fuller will fight for it. These limited target targets. Waddle is playing the slot and should fit better with preset game. But it's a way to see for me, man. I I feel comfortable sitting everybody. The only person that will play in the flex is Waddle, um, Waddle or Fuller because of their big play potential. You know, so I wouldn't mind them in your flex. But until another game, until we sit in the game, man, I would just like to sit these wide receivers for now. Uh, Gasicki, Gasicki, man, just looking ugly, man. Don't even, don't even look at him. Just leave him on the bench, bro. For real, for real. He did get more about last week, but still. Once Jacoby came <laughs> in, yeah. yeah, yeah. So don't drop him. Just, just sit him on your bench for now, bro. Did I miss anything it's that game? So, it's, it's just so weird, man. Like, right. Miles Gaskin is the clear best running back out there. What are you mm-hmm. trying to save him for, bro? Like. If he gets hurt, Salvin games. Ahmed, Salvin Ahmed looked good in replacement of him last year. So it's like, bro, why are you splitting these touches up like this? This is so weird, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So gross, bro. Whatever. Uh, so do you feel comfortable starting Miles Gaskins? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 it. I feel like I've seen you have Miles Gaskins a couple places that I'm trying to like give you a running back at. So if you want to look into th- those kind of things. Yeah, we're here to help people yeah, not yeah. help themselves. Uh, <laughs> off to the Seattle Seahawks at the uh, Minnesota Vikings. It's a pick of uh, over under 55 and a half points. 
Kirk Cousins, uh, he is off to a pretty great start. He's the number 10 QB uh, in fantasy football, 39 completions, 595 yards, five touchdowns, uh, adjusted completion rate of 86, which is the number one in the NFL. Um, Seattle is allowing 299 yards through the air, but only allowed two touchdowns all year, and that was in week one. So I I do think you have to roll Kirk Cousins out there just because of how good he's playing. Uh, but I, I don't know about a, like a big explosion week. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I know we talked about him being a little bit hurt, um, but they, they say he's going to be out there. That's, uh, that's Carl- what I, I think that shit, you know, kind of helped um, the, uh, Cousins a little bit. You know, even if Cooks plays, they should lean on Cousins a little bit more. He's looked decent, like you said. Hey, if Alexander Madison is still on the waiver wire, he should not be. Um, Facts. Monster game last week for Dalvin Cook, 148 yards, um, 24 touches. Did not find the end zone though. Of course, Derrick Henry monster week against the Seattle Seahawks happened last week. So uh, here come another monster in Dalvin Cook if he is playing. And the Seattle Seahawks all gave up the most fantasy points to the running back position. They also gave up a pretty good game to Joe Mixon off 33 touches, uh, 150 yards in the touchdown. So I do think you can feel safe with. Uh, Dalvin Cook, if he is out there. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 19 targets, caught 11, 136 yards and a touchdown. Seahawks mm-hmm. giving up only 20 points per game to the wide receiver wide receiver's position as a whole. Uh, PFF has a matchup against Trey Flowers, who has given up a 78% catch rate, though, so I think you feel comfortable with him. Uh, fun fact, Adam Thielen is old. I don't even know how really old no, 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 Adam no, Thielen no, no. really is. Hey, hey, fun fact, Adam Thielen sleeps in the end zone. <laughs> yes, yes, like, for sure. Like, good night. Every every no, year. I was I was coming in with a joke, but Javar like stopped me. Oh my bad. You know what I'm saying? Bad. That's what I'm saying. All right, let's let's rewind. Sorry. I don't even want to rewind that motherfucker. Anyway, Adam Thielen is the number four wide receiver in and have point PPR if y'all didn't know that. Um uh, 16 targets, caught 15 of them for 131 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he's only dropped, he's only missed one of his uh, targeted throws at him. <clears throat> and he ran one more route than Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson have been targeted more on his routes run, though. Uh, DJ Reed Jr. is expected to be in coverage. He's given up a 70% catch rate, so I think it's safe to fire Adam Thielen up. Uh, KJ Osborne, 15 targets for him also, 12 of them caught 147 yards in a touchdown, being targeted 17% of his routes. I think that's good enough to be flex-worthy. Uh, runs 72% of his snaps from the slot also, which is also good. He'd be matched up against... <clears throat> I ain't even going to cap you down, bro. <laughs> 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 bro did you see him trying to... He was about to try... Bro, you hey. fucking fool, Damn. You go Amadi, only allowing a 50% catch rate uh, while covering in the slot. So if you are playing KJ Osborne, um, I think it's, it is safe to roll him out there just because of the high over under. He has been targeted enough to be uh, flex worthy, um, even though he is in a bad matchup. Tyler Cochran is a no for me. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of the ball, we got Russell, the uh, chef got cooks number six, 40 completions, almost 600 yards, six touchdowns, uh, leads the league in a dot. Um, do you think that's gonna regress again like it did last season? You know, what I'm saying these big, these big plays are happening if they only if they stop, but they lost last week too. 
about Tyler Lockett? No, you talking about Russell Wilson. Wilson, Russell Wilson as a whole. Team, A-Dot. He's a leading whole. the league in A-Dot. Just because yeah. he's, like, he's um, bombing them out there. It seems like they're more balanced this year, though. It seems like they're more balanced. So hopefully they can keep that balance up, bro. They keep using that play action, bro. Because I mean, we all know he's one of the best deep deep passers in the league. So yeah. let's hope he can continue to do that. The Vikings giving up the seventh most passing yards per game to men, um, four, fourth most fantasy points to the QB position. So Russell Wilson is cool. I don't know what that was. Uh, Chris Carson, two touchdowns last week, only 13 touches, only 31 yards. Minnesota is allowing only 15 points to the running back position. But Chris Carson is number two in the elusive right now. They're just not giving him the ball because Russell Wilson is just throwing it every time he gets the chance. So um, I think it's safe for him to be a, a running back too, um, but that's pretty much what you drafted him for. Um, and if he's getting in the end zone, then then that's always a good day. Metcalf and Lockett, uh, pretty much dead even. Sixteen targets for both. Uh, DK caught ten. Lockett caught twelve. One hundred and thirteen yards for DK. Two hundred and seventy-eight yards for Lockett. Three touchdowns and one touchdown for DK. Minnesota is giving up the second most. Uh, fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Tyler Lockett is slept on every year, and every year he comes out here and do some great shit. Um, thank the fantasy guys for Tyler Lockett. Joe Everett, another uh, two-target week for him, so you can pretty much drop him. Uh, I wouldn't drop him just yet. Right. He He split with Disley week one, and then last week it seemed like he took control of the tight end, uh, tight end room out there, like he ran like more than double routes as Disley. So he's still a hold for me, unless I mean, unless you have to drop him. I mean, I'm not saying to hold him by all means, but I don't think he's just a pure drop. You got to drop him anyway. Uh, y'all got anything else? Uh, nope, I think that covered that. that's pretty, pretty narrow game right there. Look at you, my boy. On to the next game, we got the Tampa Bay. I think this is this, besides the Falcons. This game I really want to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers besides, at the Rams. Uh, one point favorited the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are with an over under 55 and a half. Uh, Matt Ooh. Stafford going against that Tampa Bay pass funnel defense, right there, the most pass attempts in the NFL 106. Uh, man, that Matt Stafford Cooper Cup might win me the session takeover. Holy oh, shit! Yeah, that 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 connection they have is is great, bro. He and everybody he thought it was gonna going be fire. Everybody thought it was gonna be uh Woods. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you're definitely starting Matt Stafford. You're starting um Tom Brady. You're starting uh cups uh Cooper Cup. You're starting Mike Evans. You're starting Godwin and Gronk. Mm-hmm. Those are the obvious starts for me. Henderson is a game time decision, so you have to monitor his status. Um, if he does play, I do like him as a uh, low end RB two this week. Uh, they're tough against the run, but he's uh, been solid in the passing game. Like he got five targets last week, so I think he will be used in the passing game. Um, if he doesn't play and Sony fills in for him, I think he's more of a def- desperation flex because he hasn't even, he hasn't seen the target yet. So I'm not really trusting him to be used in the passing game. So. I think if you need a running back and and Henderson's out, I mean he's going to get the volume, but it's just buyer beware with uh, Sony this week with that tough run defense. 
Woods, uh, would start him this week. He was more involved last week, seeing uh, nine targets and two rush attempts, so 11 opportunities compared to five opportunities uh, in week one. Um, of course, Cup is the clear favorite out there at the two weeks, but I still think he could be uh, uh, Woods as a wide receiver two this week in a potential shootout. It's the highest over-under on the week. And also, I can see Tampa Bay focusing more on Cup this week because – now he, he's putting on film that he has two great weeks. They know that that's the number one out there. So I couldn't see them focusing more on that. So we know Woods can play. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Woods has a better game this week. Not going to rank him like that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then he also plays about half of his snaps out of the slot. So he'll see Ross Cockrell, who is graded as a 48 and allowing an 86% catch rate. So, yeah, Woods wide receiver two for me. Tyler Higby did uh, disappoint last week. Um, but we have to live with those games as a nine-six tight end, top nine, top six tight end. The good news for him though is he for the second straight week he played a hundred percent of the snaps and he uh, ran a route on almost all of Stafford's dropbacks. So it's good to see that he is out there on the field. He's out there running routes. He just you know like I said you got to live with those games. Um, this week he has a great matchup against Devin White who is graded out as a fifty-one and allowing a ninety-two percent catch rate through two weeks. So. I think he comes gets get. It's going to be kind of hard to have a worse game than he had last week, but I think he's a he should be fine this week as a, a top ten tight end. So I uh, like Higby this week and Fournette. If he's a fringe starter for me, if I had to choose one, he is the guy over Rojo. Matchup is just okay. They're allowing the 18th most points to running backs the Rams, but he's starting to take over the backfield um, after the last two weeks. So mm-hmm. he's the preferred option of two. And with, like I said, the highest projected totals on the week, I feel like there are going to be opportunities. And another thing to note is Tampa Bay has scored nine offensive touchdowns through two weeks, but none of them have come on the ground. So I don't think it's going to stay like that for the whole season. So Fournette may see some um, positive touchdown regression. So I like him as a flex this week. It's a lot of times they get down there to the two, to the three. They're right there, two, three. Fournette got them to the two or three yard line. Brady's like, grunk. So, it's just no way it's going to be straight passing touchdowns. Right. That would be some insane, insane shit if it was right. all passing. Touchdowns. Can you imagine that? Hey, shit, what if, what if Leonard Fournette have a, a contract incentive that say, "Hey man, you got to get five touchdowns in the, on the five yard line," and every time they get down there, nope, not going. Not paying that bonus. Rushing it from the one, like yeah, yeah, yeah hey, man. not paying that, that bonus. <laughs> you forget really? about earning that bonus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I think that's going to be a great game. Right, uh, that's for fantasy. But then, what if they come out there and stink it up? That'll be some shit. Um, I mean, we th- thought we thought freaking Chargers in Dallas is gonna be a great game last week, and that shit was like a defensive defensive matchup, bro. I'm like, man, Philadelphia and the Eagles. I mean, Philadelphia and the Eagles. Philadelphia and the 49ers. We thought that was gonna be a big game. Yeah, they came out there and exactly, scored bro. damn near 20 points. Uh, but we are on to the Sunday night foot night Sunday day. Waiting all day for a Sunday night. here and it's time to play. I've been waiting all day for a Sunday night. Anyway, uh, Green Bay at the 49ers with a three-point favorite 49ers over under uh, 50. Is that right? Is that what you got? Dang, that's crazy. Uh, Aaron Rodgers bounced back with a four-touchdown performance last week. Um, 
how do you feel about the rest of the Packers playmakers? Uh, Damn, uh, Aaron Jones, my God. Oh, she Jones, crazy. baby. Hey. He gives you about two or three of these games every year, <laughs> bro. Right. Every single year he gives you this type of oh, man. He gave it to us when it counted, pause. Right. And and the deal he gave up, at least he was to start the year. So he got that out of the way. And it should be smooth sailing with Aaron Jones throughout the way. Aaron Rodgers, stay calm. You're going to start him. Always start the monster Aaron Jones, wide receiver. You're going to uh, must start Adams, must sit the rest of the guys. Tunyon is TD dependent and only have seven targets through two games. So do with that as you will. I'm sitting the guy because he, he's going to need a touchdown to be relevant. And that's pretty much it on that Packers team. I know they say they want to get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> of course, they're going to get him involved. I know they said they want to get Randall Cobb more involved. The OC came out and said that. But it's not going to result into fantasy, um, rather, uh, fantasy life. So don't worry about Cobb. You don't got to worry about him. Y'all got anything on Green Bay? Hey, you know how Javar ain't said shit about AJ Dillon? Like, <laughs> I swear, I was just thinking that shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was like his worst nightmare came true, bro. It, it, I mean, once he once he signed that extension, bro, like AJ Dillon is just a straight handcuff at this point, bro. Trey Sermon, one. if Mitchell sits or OBJ. Oh man, mm, that is hard. But if what? Mitchell sits and they say he's the running back out there, I think you gotta go Sermon. That's hard. Uh, yeah, I think I do. I think I agree with that, man. The higher guaranteed volume. Yeah, higher yeah, on OBJ is coming off an injury, so. Yeah, I can dig yeah, it. Yeah, right heavy team, yeah. Make sure you like and subscribe, bro. Yeah. Gr- Appreciate that. But I think OBJ might come out here. But I just don't. I, I just see. I just wouldn't trust it week one. That's all I'm saying. So I wouldn't want to put him in my lineup, especially for teams that maybe like one and one or 0 and two. And Miles, please do not blame us if Trent Cannon leads this backfield, bro, because we cannot we, we don't know what the fuck Shanahan be doing sometimes, bro. Yo, if Trent the Cannon leads this backfield. Is right on Trey Sermon. If Mitchell sits, it's Trey Sermon. Pro- the process is sound, bro. Just don't that get that. So goes, bro. Or Jacquees or whatever the other dude's name is leads the backfield and touches, bro. Don't be surprised that. if it's me, bro. I might just be out there too. <laughs> hey, look at me, guys. That's <laughs> wild. So, uh, but yeah, that's all I got for the 49ers. Uh, yeah, no, that's all I got for the the Packers, the Forty Niners. Oh, um, I, I got uh, Garoppolo. He he has a safe floor, but really no upside on his run heavy team. Even though the Packers are allowing twenty four points to quarterbacks, he's a sit for me unless you have one of these injured quarterbacks that doesn't play in a QB two league. Uh, running backs, uh, the Packers are giving up a total of twenty three points to the running back position. We don't know who is starting or. In this backfield, if it's uh Mitchell start, what well, we already know Mitchell is out. Well, if Mitchell Doubtful. is not playing, then you can start Sherman. But if Mitchell is playing, bro, Mitchell out there. Um, just just we don't know. Like we said, we don't know what's going on with this backfield. I feel safe with the mess flex plays at the moment, just to see what's going on. So in the flex spot, they can't really lose you the week, but they can definitely win you. But um. Other than that, the wide receivers depot is on a tear, averaging close to 18 yards per target and 10 targets per game. So you're going to start him. What the hell is going on with IU? Man, it's getting ugly, bro. We got to stay for further notice. 
Kittle has ran less routes than Tyler uh, Crofts, CJ Uzma, and Max Williams. Shout out to Los for this information. He's only been targeted on less uh, of his routes than <laughs> Farrah Brown and Jack Doyle. And it's only two games, but it's it's not the usage you expect from a type, top three tight end. On the bright side, he is second in, uh, in targets on the team with nine. So hopefully things turn around and uh, he he gets more usage. But you have no choice but to start Kittle, man. It's, it's getting ugly for Kittle, too. So that's unfortunate. Yep. Say hello to a new top three tight end. His name is Hawkinson. Say hello to Debo Senior. Hey, bro, that dude is looking like a beast, bro. Debo. All right. Um, y'all got anything else for that game? Um, Tanyan, I mean, that's just another case of a non-top six tight end. I wouldn't sit him. It's just, I mean, you got to roll him out there and just temper your expectations and hope. Did he get a touchdown last week? Yeah, he got one. He did. That was a great. That was a great. Like he, that was a good he, pass. Um, he passed up on a wide open receiver and forced it to Tunyon, and mm-hmm. he caught the he caught the touchdown. So he is still looking for Tunyon out there. So you just got to live with the bad games with with him, man. Uh, on to the on to Monday Night Football. Are you ready for some football? A Monday hey. Night Party, yeah. yeah. All right, we got for Monday Night Football. We got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Negative three and a half points over under fifty two. We got Dak coming off a big uh, a big week one. Uh, twenty three completions, two hundred and thirty seven yards, and zero touchdowns and an interception last week. He also didn't rush. Uh, the Eagles have only have allowed 325 passing yards at second in the NFL, the fourth fewest fantasy points given up to the quarterback position. And Philly is giving up 120 yards on the ground uh, per game. So this could very well be a rushing game for the Dallas Cowboys. I could see a lot of Zeke and Tony Pollard. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Zeke has another, uh, not like bad week where you can't start him or where you should think about pivoting from him, but just not one of those pop weeks. Oh, uh, so another week where Pollard scores more points than him? Ooh. Ooh. Damn, you sound hurt. Nah, I don't have none of them. That's wild. <laughs> that is wild. Uh, we got a question right quick. Uh, we Mike got Williams. Mike Williams all day. Michael, yeah, Mike will all day, every day. Every day. Especially He's like Megan. top three in targets. All right. Four end zone targets. Got and came out with two touchdowns, bro. Mike Williams. He's he looking like it. This year, bro. Right. You start Mike Williams every game this year from here on out. I think Mike Williams is on the, the episode before, so you got to go watch part one if you want to hear about Mike Williams. Uh, Zeke Pollard. Zeke saw 18 touches in week two for 97 yards and a touchdown finally, but saw 13% less snaps uh, than he did in week one. Uh, he saw a 32% uh, shift in eight-man fronts uh, than week one. You know, he had 50-man, uh, 50% eight-man fronts in week one. So he did see a little bit less people in the box, uh, but Tony Pollard also saw less also with 15% uh, eight-man fronts. Pollard had 16 touches for 140 yards in a touchdown and played 10% more to snaps than he did in week one. So he is getting involved more in that backfield, like you mentioned. Uh, Pollard has been the most more explosive back in the backfield, leading the team in elusive and breakaway percentages. Uh, with the Eagles giving up 120 yards on the ground per game uh, and tied for the sixth most 
receptions allowed to the running back position. I think Tony Pollard is definitely a great play this week. Um, and you got Zeke, so you got to roll him out there. But it, how do you feel about Zeke, man? Is this are we literally seeing the decline? It's happening right now. I don't think he's declining, but just true, not getting out of the volume. You know, we know I'm, not, I'm talking about but the, the fantasy decline, not like real life. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why he, I feel like he's declining, bro. Because he's still getting the the rushes. Like Pollard did get involved a lot more in the rush game, but Zeke still got 16 carries. But we're used to Zeke getting all mm-hmm. the passing down work from the running back position out there, and he's not, bro. Like it's opportunity. He had 31 percent of the opportunities last week compared to 28. For Pollard, bro, so it's 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 way even. I know he's playing more snaps than Pollard, but Pollard's making more. Like he's he's super efficient with his looks out there, man. So he's not going away. I just don't see them just like put like I just don't see them him going away, bro. So I, I think his ceiling is capped a little bit, bro. But he's still a like a back end RB one for me, man. It's just Tony Pollard is not is here to stay, bro. So for the people out there that have Zeke, would you be like looking to get rid of Zeke right now? I think it's a little bit too early. Like I said, I don't like making these bold decisions to at least after week four. I think four weeks is a good yeah. enough like indication of what we're going to see. Uh, but would you be trying to get rid of Zeke right now? I know a lot of people are like pushing the panic button. It depends on who you can get. Maybe like a Barkley. I would take Barkley over him. Um, Najee. I would take Najee over him. I would take Mixon over him. Um, Eckler, I would take Taylor, I would take, and of course, like the top five, you know, of course, it would have to be a running back, or would you take a wide receiver for Zeke? Yeah, I would probably, unless you, you're giving me like a top three, top five option, Mike Williams, I'm taking Zeke over Mike, Mike Williams, but yeah. DJ Mark for Zeke. No, I'm still gonna take Zeke there, bro. Mm, that's hard right there, that's a hard one right there. But he, yeah, because like I said, he's still getting a lot of his snaps and he's still, I mean, he's seeing like what 18, 19 opportunities per game. It's just that that receiving upside is a little cap. He's seeing some receiving uh, work out there, he's just not seeing all of it. So I just, what's a lower end RB1 now? I don't know if you can really trade Z where you drafted him because if you trade him away, mm-hmm. you don't need another running back for sure. If he, if he go running back heavy, uh, Amari Cooper. Oh shit! Is that his name? Yeah, Amari Cooper and CD yeah, Lamb. <laughs> uh, uh, Swift and Zeke full PPR tough one. Not Z, uh Swift. Damn, you can't start both of them, bro. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Also, right? Uh, yes. If I had to choose one, higher higher upside. I mean, higher uh over under game, and he's still seeing. Like I said, about 18 opportunities per game. So, I mean, I, I that passing, the passing, uh, Swift is like second on the team in targets, yeah. though. That's the only reason in yeah. full PPR. Yes. Full PPR. I, I still, I still have Zeke ranked over Swift in my ranking. So I, I'm going Zeke there. I, I feel I like I try to get both of those guys in my lineup, bro. I feel like it don't matter right there. It really, it really don't matter. Uh, Amari, he, he wants to answer, bro. Yeah, uh, me personally, tough one. <laughs> he said, "Don't matter." It's only clearly it does. It's only week three, and it's hard. It's hard to sit Zeke, bro. It's week three, and it's hard to sit Zeke. And Swift is splitting like close to 50-50 in that backfield. So, yep, Zeke. That's another point. Now, I, I, I'm still going Swift. 
Uh, onto Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. Um, nine targets last week, eight caught for 81 yards and no touchdowns for Lamb. Lamb is still commanding a monstrous 32% of the target share back there and leading the team in ADOT with 9.46. Um, will be matched up against Darius Slay for most of the day, who was allowing a 54% catch rate and no touchdowns as of yet. Uh, Cooper with five targets last week, uh, caught three of them for 24 yards. He was battling a rib injury. Uh, reports say he's optimistic to play Monday. I think he got a full practice in the day. Uh, today is yeah, Friday, if you didn't know. Sure uh, he's He's been targeted also a monstrous 25% of the target share, but C.D. Lamb being targeted 32 is just nuts. Um, he has ran 12 more routes than C.D. Lamb and will be covered by Steven Nelson uh, most of the day, who's given up a 55% catch rate, also having a lot of touchdown, and is the higher-graded cornerback, according to PFF. Um, but you still got to roll them both out there. I know Amari Cooper... Uh, disappointed last week, but if you got him, if you had him that first week, you was happy when you had him. So you got to just keep rolling him out there until he shows you, like, all right, man, you really. It was can't just an ugly me. game for the Cowboys, well, passing yeah. game wise, because Dak really didn't do shit out there last week. So yeah, that's so, and, and that, and that's why I don't think Cedric Wilson. I know he was a big waiver wire pickup for a lot of people. He only had five targets in two weeks uh, after Michael Gallup went down. So I think you can just go ahead and sit him if you need somebody else. I would even t- think about dropping Cedric Wilson. Um, Dallas tight ends Jarwin and Schultz are pretty much splitting snaps. Uh, Eric Wilson, who will be responsible for covering the tight end, eighty-eight percent catch rate he's allowing, uh, but you can't trust either of them. That even though they're getting targeted uh, good enough to be tight ends, if you could just combine them like a Dragon Ball Z morph or what they call it, like a fusion, you know what I mean? And have like yeah. Jarwin Schultz, then that would be cool. You stupid. Uh, on to the other side of the ball, we got Jalen Hurts had a pedestrian day last week with 23 attempts, uh, completing 12 of them for 190 yards, zero passing touchdowns. He made up for it on the ground with 10 rushes and 82 yards and a touchdown. That's that Konami code that we always talking about going to going up against the Chargers who allowed the second fewest fantasy points to the quarterback position and no rushes allowed to Zach last week. Um, I mean, Dak last week. But ha, see, this is the thing that scares us. I think everybody about Jalen Hurts is that he couldn't come out there and have a 23 attempt day. Um, but that, but that ten, that, that ten rushing attempts. I think you got to keep rolling them out there. Oh yeah, yeah. You, know you said that. You ha- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Every week, QB one, bro. Right. Uh, Miles Sanders and uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Gainwell had eight touches last week for thirty-two yards, no touchdowns. Sanders fourteen touches for fifty-nine yards and no touchdowns. The Chargers have given up the fifth most points to the uh, fan, uh, running back position. Mm-hmm. And three touchdowns this year. I think this is this has to be. Yeah, you said the Chargers, the Cowboys. Oh shit, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Tommy said that shit too. (laughs) Did I? Yeah, it's good. Good though. um, So yeah, if you are, uh, damn. If you are looking for them, if they don't bounce back this week, is what I wanted to say. If they ain't bouncing back this week, then I think it'd be uh, time to look elsewhere off Miles Sanders, man. I'm not really ever a big Miles Sanders fan anyway. But nah, I I mean, think- Miles Sanders has been efficient on his limited touches. It was just a, a bad week. He's leading that backfield. They're going to run the ball, and Jalen Hurst is going to open up lanes. I feel confident with Miles Sanders as a running back, too, each week. You know, about 17. What is he average about 17 and a half opportunities through mm-hmm. two weeks? So, 
Yeah, right. he's he's getting enough volume to stay in the RB two territory. And, and we've seen he's explosive. He don't need many touches. He's not a guy who needs volume to break out. Uh, San Francisco. Uh-huh. Where am I at? San Francisco <laughs> only allowed one point five more fantasy points uh-huh. to the running back position with twenty one and a half fantasy points a game. And so this is a little alarming that the rushing game did not get off to a great start against them last week. Uh, everybody but uh, the running backs, you know what I mean? Uh, I say you start Sanders. Gainwell is getting around 30% of the snaps. That's pretty. That's a flexible pos- uh, position against this defense. So I think you just can roll both of them out there, especially in this running back landscape where everybody's looking for one. I'm going to uh, sit De- Gainwell. Devonta Smith. You going to sit him too low? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he's a, you can he could get away with a flex. That's what I'm saying a flex, flex That's what I'm spot, saying. But if I can avoid it, I would send him. Devonta Smith, seven targets last week, only caught two of them for 16 yards. Another bad day. Still has ran the most routes on the team, uh, being targeted 22 percent of the time. And Jalen Rhaegar also being targeted 22 percent of the time. Expected to see Diggs and Anthony Brown on the side on the outside most of the uh, game. They did have a bounce back week after that Tampa Bay blowout. Dallas is graded to 15th uh, passing coverage defense, according to PFF. I think he's a flexible play. Uh, Jalen's ability to throw the ball like 23 times is alarming. You know what I mean? But if he's going to get 22% of those 23, I think you can still roll him out there. Uh, we'll see We'll see a lot after this week, especially playing that up against Dallas. Uh, Jalen Rhaegar, like I said, he's getting 22% of the target share. Also, uh, he only saw five targets last week, uh, caught two of his targets also for five yards. Jalen Rhaegar um, really lines up with Jalen Hurts more than Devontae Smith is looking like as far as the season goes. Uh, Jalen Hurts with an A dot around nine this year, um, and Rhaegar with an A dot around 8.9. So I can see why he's getting 22% of the Probably target share. Devontae Smith with that, you meant. Devontae Smith with that ADI first? No, motherfucker. I meant Jalen Hurts. All right, my bad. Uh, also, also running the um, damn, the, most of his snaps on the outside. He should see the same mixture of corners. Dallas is allowing 31 and a half points to the wide receiver position. So start at your own risk with Jalen Rhaegar. But I think you feel comfortable starting Smith out there just because he's running uh, more of the routes. Uh, Quez Watkins is boomer bust. I know he had that big 91 play t- uh, pass last week, but you can't start him. He only had two targets. Uh, Goddard and Earth. I want to hear about Goddard and Earth. Both of them had uh, two targets each last week, but it was a bad week for everybody. They're basically on the field about the same amount of time, seeing around 60% of the snaps. Uh, Dallas is lined the fifth most uh, fantasy points to the tight end position, 127 yards, two touchdowns. Most of that comes against Gronk, though. So that is, um, I mean, but like I said, Dallas Cowboys uh, tight ends, they are okay. They're getting targeted enough. Uh, volume is what scares me. I would start Goddard just because you don't probably don't have a choice if you got Goddard on your team. You probably don't have another tight end just laying around unless you picked up Evan Ingram. So Evan Ingram or Goddard this week. Um, uh, probably Evan Ingram, bro. Probably, I'm probably gonna go Goddard. I think I'm gonna have to go Goddard until I see Evan Ingram back. Um, oh, well, 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 Galladay with the hip might not be playing, so Galladay not playing. I wouldn't mind Evan Ingram. I, I do Evan Ingram if Galladay not playing. Yeah, yeah, I, 
But I still, I still think it's Sterling Shepard out there or Danny Dimes running the ball. And I think uh, Saquon Barkley is going to come back to Saquon Barkley against the Falcons. Before you uh, move on, you want to attack that or you want to finish real quick? Hey, yo. Um, this guy. Oh. Nah, this one. Hey, assuming Ramsey is covering Mike Evans, should I start Pittman if Wentz is healthy, Mike Evans or Beckham? Oh. If you just need one option out here, I'm going Mike Evans. Um, because AB is not looking like he's going to play this week. You know, he had that uh, he tested positive for COVID. And mm, that's a good know, point. If, if you're vaccinated, which he is, you have to have two um, negative tests within 24 hours. And so it's not, and they're traveling tomorrow. So it doesn't look like he's going to like make it um, to play Sunday. So with that, it just leaves Evans and Godwin out there. So I think Mike Evans is a great play this week. And um, so hopefully you just need one. If you need two, Mike Evans and Pittman and Beckham Pittman. is a closer. I'll probably go Pittman there too. If if Wentz is healthy, I would go Pittman. And so Pittman. if AB is is healthy, would you still be going Mike Evans? Mm. Yeah, I would. I just don't. Th- I don't think he, I'm under the pressure that he's not playing. They, they say there's a very slim chance that he plays. So okay. I'm gonna just assume yeah. that he's not playing. I, I just like it start to studs right here. Uh, Tampa Bay yeah. has been rolling. Tom Brady is looking unstoppable. He, they he gonna get the ball to him somehow, some way. And uh, yeah, Pittman is uh, it's shaky right now with him, but between Pittman and um, OBJ, shoo, I might just go Pittman because. That's hard. That's hard with Pittman. If Wentz healthy, if Wentz sits, then I'm going Beckham over him. But yeah, I'm, sure. I'm ranking Evans, Pittman, Beckham. I can dig it. I like that. Thanks for the question, man. Appreciate you. Subscribe, like, and we got you every week, my boy. Evans, Beckham, uh, Pittman, just to be offset. Okay. Oh, shit. Majority rules. Let's go. Uh, Ertz, I'm sitting Ertz if I didn't say that. Um, and that's all I got. That's Monday Night Football. That's week three. Here we go. Yep, got another good Monday night game, bro. Well, good in terms of fantasy action. I know last Monday night wasn't a good game, but it was a great game for fantasy. So, um, hopefully, Uh, this continues the trend, bro. For sure, man. Uh, if you haven't liked to subscribe, make sure you like, subscribe, leave a review on Apple, iTunes, go check out the website. Um, Check out the rankings. We go live on Sunday mornings. But yeah, man, pull up at the session. I don't know if I have, if I missed missing anything. Nah, yeah, yeah. Nope. We go live start sits around what eleven thirty, something like that on Sunday. So just check us out. We'll be dropping the link around that time on Twitter. We out. Peace. Yeah,